coming at you from the EBITDA Growth System Studios, looking out at the beautiful Rocky Mountains. My name is Dave Gapkiewicz, and I'm with Mike Watkins, and we want to welcome you to the Making Business Profitable podcast. This podcast is brought to you by EBITDA Growth Systems, where we guarantee to double the value of your company within three years or give you your money back. Good day, Dave. Good day, Michael. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, man. It's spring time. Yesterday was Easter. It's just, I'm on top of the world. How about yourself? You know, I'm doing well. Um, but today, I got to say bye to Hank. I think we're going to get H2. But uh, I'm taking Hank to the glue shop. So, oh, for oh, you man. horse lovers, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> Hank's going to... I'm trading Hank in. I think I'm, I'm going to get... Uh, Hank was a good truck. Yeah. He was a really good truck. He, he still is. He's going to be a good truck for somebody else. Um, you know what, Mike? I get I, I go in the city. I back up in parking garages all the time, and I don't have a backup camera on that truck. I know I can get an aftermarket backup camera, but uh, I think it's time. So, uh, yep, we're going to we're gonna trade him in the next couple of days. All right, man. I'll, have to, I'll be anxious to see what Hank 2 looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's do this. So what are we talking about today, pal? So today we're going to talk about right-sizing your culture because we are encountering the need for this in our customer base with some frequency. And if it's happening in our customer base, we're quite certain that it's happening out there in the listening audience. Oh man, it's true. It's true. Right-sizing your culture, making it from toxic or making it from a culture where, you know, you're not really leading. It's kind of just their blah to something special something sure. to work because we all know the culture button people talk about it people over talk about it but people underplay the value of culture well i think as a term it's been overexposed everyone talks about the culture of your company but i think most people don't really know what's meant by culture right? yeah so uh how do you start this i mean what do you do mike well i think the first step is you know you kind of need to look at yourself in the mirror as the owner of the business and ask yourself, you know, what kind of culture do we have? Yeah, yeah, and how would you do that? Um, I think there's a, a number of different ways you can ask some of your direct reports, although they may or may not want to tell you the truth. In our experience, if you do a customer survey, the customer would tell you what culture you have because uh, they're the ones that are interfacing with your value proposition. So if you have a toxic culture, your customers are probably feeling that. When they call your company to talk to Joe or Bob, uh, Joe or Bob is in a bad mood. Or Joe or Bob just doesn't ever take their call. Right, right, right. So so your, your customers can tell you if you have a good culture or not. That's yeah. right. I think that's a good, honest assessment of your culture. You also, and you know what? Before you start this journey, you need to look at yourself in the mirror and see if you really have the courage because if you're going to be a leader, you have to lead. You You can't... You can't own a business and not lead it. So if you're going to change culture, you got to be a leader. Yeah. I mean, so the self-assessment is um, our culture is not what I would like for it to be. It, it rests entirely on your shoulders to make the change. That's right. Yeah. You've got you to have the courage to do it. That's right. And uh, I think the next step is really to identify your ABC players. Uh, you can do a grading. You can do... Uh, you can pick a couple things like uh, 
hate to say us so much, but uh, I would look at performance, skill set. I would look at attendance, quality work, work sure. ethic, sure. Flight, um, risk. flight risk, you know. Um, you just make a major Reliability, thing. you know, and, and go through each one of your employees and see where they shake out, you know. And pay attention to the flight risk because they might be a flight risk because of your culture or your you may put too much undue pressure on certain people. It, sure. It's it's enlightening. Yeah. It's a good exercise. But also, um, you know, Mike, why don't you why don't you just spend a minute and just describe when ABC player is in our language? Well, in our language, we follow the um, the guys that um, well, what's the name of the the Gallup folks? The Gallup folks, and uh, they talk about ABC players as a level level of engagement. Why are you laughing? Dude? I, I just saw a senior I, moment. I, you, had a, you had a Biden moment. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. So your A. So we'll start with your C players. Your C players are stealing from you. Your C players are definitely pissing off your customers. Your C players are probably pissing off their coworkers. Your C players are C players, and, and you know it. They may even be pulling the wagon a little bit for you. Like, they may be doing work. In, in, in front of you, but behind you, they're stealing from yeah. you. They're taking carbide. They're, they're using your material. They're doing a lot of uh, government jobs, if you will, and they're degrading your culture. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the C player. And statistically, it's somewhere between 15 and 20% of your workforce, believe it or not, are C players. And they, they have to go. And then your B players, you know, this is going to be the middle 50 to 60% of your workforce. Your average employee. Your average employee. The who, people people that carry your business around. Sure. So they are called not engaged. So they're not disengaged, which is what your C players are. Your C players are actively disengaged, trying to thwart the effort of your business. The B players are not engaged. So they come to work every day and they do their job for their pay and they go home and they're not totally invested in your company um they're just good solid citizens but if somebody came in and offered them more money they typically would jump at it yep so that's that's you know your standard operator your standard floor personnel they're they're there from 7 to three thirty, no problems they're there they're consistent they make good parts they're they provide a good service but eh, they're they're not looking to grow in your company. They're looking to exist and looking for a paycheck. Yes, but you can run a really good company on a bunch of B players, right? I mean, really good companies have a bunch of B players. Yes, that's right. And then the A players are the these are the ones these are the Mike Watkins of the world. There you go. There you go. I mean, they are pulling the wagon Senior for you. And uh, <laughs> uh, they, they're uh, pulling the I, I, I think AARP is calling. Like, Mike, you got this for you. <laughs> they're pulling the wagon for you. They are. Uh, going the extra yard for your customer. In fact, your customer will call your office and ask for the A player by name. And uh, they, I mean, they just, they're not going to go away for more money because they enjoy what they're doing. And uh, they treat your business like it's their business. Absolutely. They, they have ownership in what they do and they, they're looking out for you. They want the company to grow and they're looking for ways they can engage to do that. They're the fully engaged employee. Yeah, and so you end up with a bell curve. The A players and the C players, 15 to 20% of your workforce. And then the, I mean, A players and the C players. And then the B players are in the middle. They're going to be somewhere with 50 to 60% of your workforce. So here you go. This is the thing. This is what I always see. People want to spend a lot of time rehabbing their C players. Let's, 
what's, you know, they do an 80-20 and this 20% is always where my problems are. So I spend all my trouble, all my time there. And it's one of those things that's going, you're going to want to do. And I'm here and Mike's here to tell you, don't. Don't rehab your C players. That's not what you're after. You need to invest in your A players. Your C players, you move them up or you move them out. Yeah, and the thing is the 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 draw, the draw to invest in C players is so strong. You think I can make this person, I can turn them around. Well, I mean, it's, it's in human nature. To, it's in human nature to sure. be a fixer. I can this is a problem, I can easily identify it, I can fix it. But what we always forget, Mike, and I think you'll back me up on this. We forget that they're making the choice. You got the human element, the attitude element, the personality element, and they may already be full. So sure, they, sure. they may be where they're at. There's no moving that rock. Right, right. Well, but the level of energy and investment required to move a C player to an A player Huge. Is, is just, I mean, just intuitively, you, you as a listener would say, well, that's almost impossible. If it's almost impossible, why would you undertake it? The only way to motivate a C player is if they have a massive life change. Sure. You have to have some earth-shattering personal things happen to a person to change him from a C to an A. I mean, something massive has to happen personally in their life for them to come off of that. It might be a job change. So you might be doing them a favor. Yeah, and so the problem is everybody will tell you of a C player that got rehabilitated. And so then the business owner feels like I may have one here. Maybe this person, you know, and, and so that's that's the, ooh, that's the cotton candy, right? I mean, it's so what I would do is I would invest 100% in your A players, give them the attention they deserve, give them all the tools they deserve, tell your seeds to pay attention, and they can either move in that direction. This is what you need out of them. Be very clear, unambiguous in your communication, and let the C players make their own decision. Well, I think, I think you're right. I mean, I think you invest the time that you would normally invest in C players. It's a you know, and, and invest that time in the A players and then try to move some of those B players you know, to that's A players. Right. The return on that investment would be huge. There's no return on the, moving the C player to perhaps a B. There's no return on that investment. Moving the B to A is huge. Now you're talking. Yep, that's right. And, and then the fourth thing is, is when you want to drive your culture, right size your culture, you have to communicate. You have to communicate about five times what you think you need to communicate. You need to encourage and you need to lead. Communicate, 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 encourage, and lead. You have to lead your people. You know, Dave, I think when you talk about five times as much as you think you should be talking and communicating, when you get to five times as much, you might be knocking on the door of how much communication you actually need. I mean, frankly, you probably need to be ten times what you're currently doing. And so one of the things that I've learned working with you, Dave, in a manufacturing environment is the idea of every morning, you know, having these stand-ups with your, with your direct reports. And, you know, I thought, why would, there's no way I can start my day every day with a stand-up. I, I can't invest my time that way. And I began to realize that's the only way to invest your time every morning with a stand-up. And, um, and over the course of that 15-minute meeting, you should be hitting your uh, mission statement, your vision statement. You should be hitting your values. I mean, you should be just constantly uh, bombarding your folks with, because then they they will hear it over time, right? And they'll start to believe it. 
but um, it, you know our our mission statement is to impact the lives of our clients by improving their business performance. And we say that a lot to our customers, and they and they start to believe it when they see their numbers start to change and 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 uh, and their lives improve. And it, the same same thing can happen in, in your in your in your shop if you if you articulate a vision and a mission and values, and then you stick to it, people start to feel it, believe it, and um, that's how you move your B players to A players. And it's, and it's all through that communicate, encourage, and lead. You're, you're 100% right. I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. And lastly, I'll tell you what, you have to be consistent. It can't be the flavor of the week. It can't be the flavor of the month. It can't be the flavor of this administration. It's got to be consistent. It's got to be something that we stick with day in and day out. It's something we live, breathe. It's you have to be consistent to your mission, vision, and values. You have to. It can't you can't waver in those things. You have to be the North Star. And every time your people look at you, you have to be pointing at it. It's who you have to be. It, it's who you have to be, Dave. And gosh, I mean how many of our listeners out there actually have a mission, vision, value statement that they could articulate i mean so Mm -hmm. we're assuming you have these things in place if you don't they feel like touchy-feely things but i'm hoping as a result of our conversation this morning you understand they are a critical path to you establishing the culture that you want to establish and a great culture translates into profits make no mistake about it you're 100% right, Mike. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, as I always am. Um, culture is in the exponent you put around your business. So if you want to grow your business 10% and you're able to take your culture from a B culture to an A culture, your 10% can be 100% rather easily. It's, a, it's, it's, it's an easy 10x factor. That's what culture does. And what it is, it's basically how many employees grab onto the rope. So we're and a bit every business owner has the rope and they're hauling it up a hill, right? Mm-hmm. And they have some boulder attached to the back of it, which is their big, hairy, audacious goal, right? And they're hauling onto that. And uh, every A player they have grabs the rope and pulls as hard as the owner pulls and pulls. And then the B players are on the rope. They're kind of pulling, but they're not pulling. We're really not breaking a sweat. They're pulling, but they're not breaking a sweat. The C players are pulling the other way. It's a, I think that's a great visual, and and when you when you right size your culture and everybody's pulling rope in one direction, think of how much faster you get to your goal. So fast that you have to redo your goals, your mission, vision, and values may adjust because, man, you can do things more. But it's it's fun, it's family, it's pride, right? It's pride in what you do, and. Uh, Everybody listens. I mean, I I would implore them to focus on culture. Don't take your mind off culture. Every day, it should be who you are. Right on, Dave. Right on, Mike. through improving business performance. To get access to our content or engage us in any way, you can reach our contact page or any of our information on our website at www.ebitagrowthsystems.com.